Hey, VV Nation. Well, you found our podcast on your favorite platform for podcasts. We know that you'll love the content, and hopefully it makes you better informed investors in the stock market. Be sure to follow us on social media. You can go to YouTube, Facebook, Reddit, and Instagram. Just search for VectorVest, and remember, we do the work, you reap the rewards. The Financial Times reports that investors allocated $762.9 billion in new cash to exchange-traded funds in 2020. Ever since 2008, ETFs have absorbed astounding amounts of money. And a year that took us on the roller coaster through the markets was another example of that. However, how do you find the ETFs in this ever-evolving landscape which suits you and your investing style? nuances to this now another big area that I am really interested in and have been interested for years is ETFs exchange traded funds now I haven't um I haven't been talking to you well I've spoke about ESG and referred to ETFs but this time I'm going to talk about ETFs in their own in their own right first of all to those of you who don't know what an ETF is ETF stands for exchange traded fund so it's a fund that is that trades on an exchange but it typically is a passive instrument, which means that it will track an index. So when at the beginning of the show, when we looked at, for example, we pull it up here again for you. When we looked at these here, when we looked at, let me just, I'll just scooch over here so that I'm not, not in the way. You know what? If only my husband had technology where he could just move me around as, as he needs me to wouldn't it be great? <laughs> anyway, so uh, up here, S&P, if I wanted to buy the S&P 500, of course, it is only a list, whereas I can find an exchange traded fund to track it. Similarly for the Nasdaq, similarly for the Dow Jones and, and so on from there. Now, um, the key thing that I want to talk to you about, though, is ETFs start off in 1993, right? Uh, it started off, well, it actually starts the year before, but and at the very, very end of the 80s. But a lot of people think the very first one, it's not correct, but the first Big one was the SPY, S&P 500. That began um, back back then, 1993. But really, ETFs seriously took off in 2008. And they took off because diversification, because they're low cost. And the minute a lot more money starts coming into ETFs, then of course, the providers then need to think a little bit more creatively about how they can offer new products to their customers. So the proliferation of ETFs has been amazing. And I, I really, I was thinking about this naturally to getting ready to talk to you. And I was thinking about what's new that I could tell you about exchange traded funds. So I'm going to tell you something new and I'm going to tell you something that an ETF does that isn't new, but is pretty tough to find, right? So that's the deal that I'm going to make with you. Okay. So first of all, I'm going to bring you back to my story. Okay. Going to, go, going to bring you back here to, uh, to my story over here. And so that is, first of all, uh, again, I'm just going to scooch back over here. So I, I'm going to give you a chance to read what you need. So by many accounts, uh, 2020 will go down as a year to forget. Those actively monitoring and participating in the exchange funds industry may beg to differ because records galore were once again shattered. As I say, <laughs> the amount, the amount of people, the amount, uh, not just the amount of people, the amount of money and the amount of proliferation that has happened in this area is really quite significant. 
So overall assets gathering, the figure was about 510 billion in mid-December. And uh, and that was just, uh, that was gathering. Now that was just what happened in 2020. So the, the amount of money that is in ETFs globally now is, is, is in the trillions. And in fact, last year was the first year that assets under management in European ETFs alone crossed the 1 trillion mark. So it's, you know, really it's a, it's a, it's a big, big deal. But uh, I'm just going to briefly touch back on this. A uh, couple of trends here. I'm only. I'm not going to mention two of them in great detail. I am going to mention one. So one of them, one of the ones I'm not going to go into great detail on is a lot more money going into bonds through ETFs. And the second theme is the one that we've already discussed down here, which is ESG, exuberance. Two figures I wanted to tell you is the amount of money that went into US ESG ETFs last year actually made the sector double. It was 274 billion dollars went into ESG ETFs in the US last year and it was 22 billion euro. Now that um, Europe has typically been leading the way when it comes to ESG ETFs but uh, the US is certainly catching up so just wanted to mention both of mention those figures but where I want to delve into is here is themes is as I mentioned if you're going to if, if there's going to be a lot of money coming into the into this particular area well then the fund managers have to come up with different ideas for you. And there's there's one that I spotted, one theme that I spotted, which is a you know it's the ETF isn't new, but the volume has changed immensely over the past year. So I think what's really going on here is that people are now discussing, um, is are, people are now discussing this particular idea in a bit more detail. So I wanted to bring it to your attention. So where I came across this actually was on this particular story. Um, so Kate uh, Stalter from Forbes came across, or she wrote about three particular themes, and one of them is this. We scroll on down, it's all around the emerging markets there, down here. Isn't this an interesting idea? Is that companies within their first several years of going public tend to outperform the broader market. So this fund tracks the Renaissance International IPO Index. Specifically, the index reflects uh, approximately the top 80% of newly public companies in capitalization terms. And the index imposes a 10% cap on the weight of large components. So basically, larger companies are added quickly and smaller ones during quarterly reviews. Companies with a two-year history trading on the public markets are then removed. So basically, this gives you access, diverse access, low-cost access, tradable access into companies that have just IPO'd that are trading within the first two years. So I thought I'd check it out. I thought, thought I'd check it out over here in VectorVest. So the ticker code is IPOS. Okay, so let's pop over there and I'm just going to show you it now. I'm going to close my stock analysis report and I'm going to go back over here and here it is, IPOS. There it is. So here we are, right? Very, very, um, very strong CI, very strong comfort index, reasonably good reasonably good VST but of course this means less when we're talking about um when we're talking about an ETF because RV and RS don't make uh, don't make it uh, an awful lot of impact here so let's just take a look at the graph and here's why I wanted to show this to you let's just take a take a look at this right now I might just have to move myself around yeah I'm going to move myself around here so that you can see precisely what I want you to see okay look so uh look what happens with volume is that the volume, if, if I extend my graph, right, let me just extend my graph out here. I'm going to go way out. I'm going to go ahead. So the graph here is three years, right? Um, going, I'm going to go way out, way out, way out, wait, four years here. You can see that, now we, I, don't, I don't know if you can see it here, but there's very, very little to see. 
it's very, very little to see. There's very, very little volume, very, very little volume here until March, April of 2020. Then naturally enough, just like the rest of the world, you can see here that the price fell. But look what's happened since is that look at the volume here has dramatically changed. Now people are really paying attention to the CTF. And of course, if people are paying attention to something and it's making the money, it's our job here to show you. Let me go back over here now to a year. So now I'm going to, going to scroll back in here. So the stock price there on one side of my head, <laughs> that side of my head, um, the stock price there had a low of 1914. That was back in uh, 19th of March. And now it's trading at 38.23. Similar sort of pattern to some of the other stocks that I was showing you. Just had, had, a, had, a, recent, um, had a recent high. But what's interesting here, uh, RT is at 1.18. And it's just one. Um, it's got, and it also has a small dividend yield of 0.42. But it's an interesting concept that is gaining a lot of attention. That's why I wanted to bring it to you from a story point of view. But it's an interesting sort of a theme of an ETF that's been there for quite some time. But the volume has dramatically changed. The price has picked up. And it's, an, it's a theme that I certainly will be watching. A lot of people try to chase IPOs. Personally, I'm not one that's done that. I haven't chased Twitter. And I bought and sold Twitter. Um, I didn't chase Snapchat. I didn't chase Facebook. I didn't chase any of the rest of them. I'm not an IPO chaser. But through an ETF might be a different story. It's an interesting way to gain access to something um, like uh, like IPOs, where it can be very, very, very tricky, and of course, massive volatility, questionable liquidity sometimes, and all that all that comes with it. It's the first the first theme that I wanted to show you. But the second one is I wanted to show you something that um, a lot of investors find elusive at the moment. Okay, so that this is the uh, the thematics um, that I had picked out picked out for my story. Uh, within ETFs, as I mentioned, we've we've had a record year. Uh, I've spoken about themes and I just want to talk to you about dividend yielding ETFs because this is why dividends matter. I discussed this theme in one of uh, the Fantastic Female Friday show. Actually, Joey, would you mind just getting the link for the dividends Fantastic Female Fridays episode and just pop it into the chat there, please? So for anybody that wants to delve into dividends in, in a lot more detail, I explain I explain why and why it's worthwhile. Certainly, I'm somebody that has often um, focused on dividends or at least picking dividends within my within my within the stocks that would go into my portfolio but the key thing I just want to pick out of this to show you is is that the biggest the biggest 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 way to position dividends to be make the biggest difference in your portfolio is if the dividend is, is a, if the company has a dividend and it's growing it so for 30 seconds I'm just going to roll back here a little bit just for 30 seconds First thing is, a dividend is a payment made by a company to a shareholder. It is not required. It is a complete choice in the part of the company. In contrast to bonds, if a company decides to not pay a dividend, that's not default. That's just their decision. So a company will pay some of their earnings, if they choose, out to dividends. The reason they might do that is, number one, they may not have a lot of reinvestment opportunities. So therefore, rather than holding on to their profits, they can give them to shareholders. And number two, that sounds pretty good to a shareholder. So it attracts a new type of investor. Maybe they're income focused. Maybe they are a pension fund. Maybe they're a more conservative investor, whatever it might be. And we've loads and loads and loads of searches in Unisearch where you can find um, where you can find um, uh, searches that, that rely on that. So that's the first thing a company doesn't. Thank, thank you. Uh, th thank uh, that episode. Joey has just posted it there now in the chat. For anybody that wants to delve much deeper into dividends, that that episode is up there now. 
Anyway, the reason that I wanted to mention this is that I thought this was interesting. Between 1972 and 2010, I got this from a paper. Um, the S&P 500 index over here delivered 7.3%. Total return. Total return means both in the capital gain as well as dividends, right? In both of them, to to total return. Now, in contrast, okay, in contrast to that, um, when you look at all dividend paying stocks, the total return of that was, well, in comparison, was 8.8%, right? So, you know, a substantial difference. And bear in mind, this is on an annualized basis. But the one that was top of the pops are the dividend growers and initiators. The dividend growers and initiators. Now, we have a beautiful metric for looking uh, at this in VectorVest. And I'm going to pop over and I'm going to show you that briefly. And then I'm going to show you an ETF that just does all this for you anyway. Okay, let's pop back over to the system then. Uh, let me do this right now. Um, here we go. I'm just going to close down this graph and pop over here. Right, now, I am now going to scroll over. Let's, I'm just going to take Microsoft here just for a moment just to show, show you this number. So if I scroll over, scroll over, scroll over, scroll over, scroll over and stop here. Here is all the, here we have all of the dividend related information. DIV is the actual dividend itself. Um, the DY is the dividend yield. So this is the amount that the dividend pays out as a percentage of the share price. DS is dividend safety. You can find all of the information about this in the stock analysis report. And then over here we have DG, which is dividend growth, dividend growth. So you can actually find all of the stocks that are paying a dividend and growing it right here. Now, maybe you want to get it all together. Maybe you want yield, safety and growth. Well, as I say, it's beautiful. There it is, YSG, yield, safety, and growth. It could put all of those, all of those together for you. So that is how you can make sure that if you're looking for stocks that do pay a dividend, that they have yield and safety, but also that they're growing because that can make a very, very, very big difference in a portfolio. But for you, especially for you, what I wanted to do was I wanted to pop on over here and I wanted to show you I wanted to find an ETF that, that did this for you specifically, okay? So let's just pop over here now and get this, okay? And uh, how I did that was I went to Unisearch, okay? I went to Unisearch and here is a search that I built. Now I'm gonna show you how I built it, but I just wanted you to see it. So I just wanted you to see it front and center here. First thing I did was I went, I looked for a specifically uh, I went to looking at stocks and I looked for the industry group. I went industries, filter by, and I specifically searched for an industry group. And in here, then I also uh, pressed equals and then I wanted selected industries. And the selected industry that I was looking for, let me scroll on down here, was ETFs that were specialist focusing on dividend. That's simples. That's all I had to do was simply look for it. Simples, simples, simples. All I had to do was find an industry group looking for the speciality ETFs, which are dividends, okay? Now, then when I did that, actually, you know what? Let me show you what happened when I did that because I, 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 I it took me a little bit of time then to figure out how I could really get what I, what I wanted, right? So, so I did that first of all, ran the search, found loads, no problem, found loads and loads and loads, lots of, lots of dividend uh, ETFs in here. But the thing is, is that why would I want a dividend ETF? So that it pays me a dividend. So the next thing I wanted was that I wanted my DY, my dividend yield, DY, I wanted my dividend yield to be greater than 
4%. Okay, and I wanted my dividend yield to be greater than 4%. So yes, I want a, a, a dividend-focused ETF. So an ETF that buys stocks specifically with high dividends, well, they give them to me. Like that's, that's, that's what I'm looking for. So I went and I then ran the search again. And then what did I find? Well, found loads of stocks here, all right. The thing is, though, is that I wanted to know, were these rising? Were they falling? Some of them had very, 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 very mm, muted uh, activity. Some very, very muted activity. So what I did then, the next thing I did was then I looked for my CI. I looked for my comfort index. And then I just looked for CI. And I tried, I tried a range of these. And I tried, I tried, first of all, going very high. I tried even finding a CI of one. And when I ran the search, I actually couldn't find any. So I actually dropped it down to 0.5. And look what happened. 0.5. Dropped it down to 0.5. Like, as a woman, you've got standards, don't you? Down here, uh, CI. And I found one. Just the one. It was the JP Morgan ETF. And that's the one that I have over here in my, um, over here in my watch list. It's the JP Morgan Dividend ETF. It's the only one that I could find, which is a dividend yielding ETF, has a dividend yield of greater than 4%. And as you can see over here, it has this lovely RT, lovely RT, and it also has a decent, a, a de decent CI. And just to show you over here, the dividend yield of that is, let me scroll on over, the dividend yield over here is 4.4%. So the reason that I wanted to pick this one is, if you, if you were to try to find a stock that is, you know, reliably, sustainably delivering 4.4%, it's actually pretty tough. And there's a range of really high, high performing, high yielding dividends, but the, the, the capital gain isn't really there. The potential isn't there. That's why I went looking for it. I went looking for it. I wanted a high focused, dividend focused ETF with a high dividend yield, but I also wanted a good, good strength behind it. And that was the one that I found. And here is the graph. So as you can see here, the low was back here of 17 back in back in March, up now to 27, very, very sizable 4.4%. This is not going to be the most exciting uh, stock for a trader or for anybody who's in it for short term, but this would be a very interesting possibility for anybody that is focusing on dividends or wants to make sure that they have an income generating within their portfolio. Also, I'm going to talk about options, not my next team, my one after that. So I'm going to show you about generating income there as well. Before I move on to that, let me tell you about the trial. Any of you that are new to Vectorvest, the watch list that I've set up, the searches that I'm doing, the graphs that I'm looking at, the education that, that, that you can get from, from being part of the Vectorvest community, all available to you and just for 99 cents for a trial. Hey, if you like this content, guess what? You can join us live every Thursday at 2 p.m. here on YouTube. Join VV Nation. We hope to see you there. Thank you for supporting our podcast and for being a part of VV Nation. Remember, you can always get a free stock analysis on your stocks. Simply go to VectorVest.com forward slash free. Type in your symbol, submit your email, and we will email your analysis.